0: Likers and subscribers alike, we are at episode 263. And to celebrate, we've got a couple of golden O's behind me. Those are Oakwin O's. Okay, today we discussed the title, which is what to invest in today for $100,000. So, um, we've got three, and I use this word loosely, investment vehicles today that we're gonna use uh, to see what the best use of that $100,000 would be today. If we were to invest for one year, and then if we were to invest for a 10 year period in the same vehicle. So, Jesus, oh geez, I'm not even using it. Can you hear any of that? <laughs> Jesus, um, made all that fuss, go down to the car to get it, I'm not even using it. Um, as you may recognize from 262, this is the Donahue mic that I took to the streets and got very little feedback. My opinions are Okay, all good, sorry to interrupt. Okay. Sorry, we're on the way. Okay, have a good day. From, but we are staying consistent and consistency is key. Now, I need to get that call. I'm not gonna get it. So, as I was saying, today we are going to dive into that on what a one-year and a 10-year window looks like for each of these three investments where you can spend 100 smacks just to diversify out and see what is available to you. Now, there are three, three main things we're going to look at today. The first, naturally, being an investment property in real estate. The second, ye old stock market. And the third the guarantee which we're hearing so much about these days the g i c so we're going to start with real estate so in starting with real estate photos are going to appear we have got the cheapest condo in east vancouver worth buying there's cheaper stuff but I would not put my clients in it. So, in buildings worth buying, we've got the cheapest condo here at four hundred and eighty-eight thousand uh, dollars. This is a ground floor unit on Dundas Street, Dundas and Garden Drive in East Vancouver. It's a four hundred and sixty-seven square foot, one bed, one bath, one parking, uh, with a beautiful three hundred and seventeen square foot patio. Very livable with updates. Naturally, two cats allowed, or one dog is it a 1990s building? And before you jump to conclusions, yes, the building is rain screened. Yes. The building is plumbed. Yes. The building has a new roof. So three of the four main assessments are covered. What is the state of the parking membrane? We do not know, but for this example, we do not care. We're going to assume it's good to go. So a hundred thousand bucks, 400, let's say you can get it for $480,000. It's been on for, I think this is week two. Uh, so that is, down on the mortgage, on the property uh, for a $480,000 one bedroom investment unit. So what are we looking at? What are the numbers? First, from what I've seen, uh, average rent that you should be able to get for this is $2,550 a month, okay? We're gonna take that as gospel today. So, what are we looking at? Let's run the analysis. We've got a mortgage which is for $380,000, the difference of the price of course. Now, the banks have caught on. The banks have caught on and those 2-year fixed mortgages are no more the cheap option. So, you're looking today at about 6.5% for a 2-year fixed, which works out to 254534 a month. So, let's not forget 2550 was our rent. That's the return. Ideally, we want the costs to land in total under total said return. So we've got a positively cash flowing asset, not a negatively cash flowing liability. So mortgage, $25.45 a month. We are almost there already. We are now $5 under your monthly rental return. Not forgetting $280 for strata fees, $126 for property tax, $50 for general maintenance, and $100 for insurance. So your all-in cost to hold this asset every month asset is $3,102.72. Let's subtract that from the rental return, $2,550, leaving you with negative cash flow every two, every 30 days, not 12 days, every month of $552.72. This is what we call a negatively cash flowing asset. If an asset cash flows negatively, do we still call it an asset? The bank does because they still get paid consistently. I definitely don't. You need to, Al, you need to read Rich, have you read Rich Dad, Poor Dad? Robert Kiyosaki is your friend, These days, he's a little weird. He's gone off the rails, I think, in his old age. But originally, he is your friend. If it does not pay you to own it, it is not an asset, okay? This is a negatively cash flowing liability. It costs you to own it every month. So, this is the bank's asset, not yours, under this web of numbers. If it was positively cash flowing, it too would be an asset. Just because the bank calls it an asset does not mean it's your asset, but anyway, that's a whole story for another day. Now we're layering on. Okay, the cash flow of this negative five fifty-two seventy-two a month times twelve months because we're doing a one-year window on this. Um, you've got negative six thousand six hundred thirty-two dollars and sixty-four cents. The next layer, the principal, what has happened to your principal? So your cash flow is negative 6,600. Your principal, average five-year East Van Condo growth is 16.5%, break that down uh, by five, that's 3.3% growth per year. Now we know it's not a consistent climb, that goes like this, like everything else, but let's break it down to make it easier for everyone. 3.3% growth a year, so your $100,000 of principal that you're buying in with has raised $3,300. 3.3%. Now, the total minus 663260 floor four added to one hundred and three thousand three hundred is a grand total of ninety-six thousand six hundred and sixty-seven dollars and thirty-six cents, which is a loss of three point three three percent. Three thousand three hundred and thirty-two dollars and sixty-four cents. You lost this year if you purchased real estate looking at the stats so this would have been a bad investment for your first year so the second investment here now always keep in mind with these things you've got two wheels turning there is the rental return for real estate and there's the principal return okay now we jump into the stock market there is a potential dividend return and if we're investing that's what we're buying something that pays us to own it and then there's the principal return as well so Let's say we've got $100,000 we're putting into the stock market this year. I'm going to break that up by four big stocks. I'm going to divide it by $25,000 per stock. I'm going to buy $25,000 of RBC. I'm going to be buying $25,000 of Telus. I'm going to be buying $25,000 of Enbridge, which is now the United States' leading natural gas line company just for the record and i'm going to diversify it a little bit and buy an industrial reit dream industrial reit with another twenty-five thousand dollars. now what does this look like obviously we've got purchase cost 9.99 if you're with the big banks to purchase a stock or a set of stocks a transaction so that's going to minus 40 bucks basically off the top those all hold dividends so you're buying something that pays you to own it in this case because we're buying principal amount We've got the floating dividend return and the floating market value of that 100,000. What's gonna happen? The dividend return in this case is an average of 5.88% broken up between all these. These guys' dividends range from 4.45 all the way up to 7.67. Dividends can change and get cut. Um, These are all ratioed out depending what they're doing. There's a whole story behind that which we're not gonna get into. So your total return, in the first 12 months based on the dividends of these purchases today, assuming they're not cut, is $5,847.54. That works out to plus $487.29 positive cash flow every month times 12. So now what do we have? Cash flow on this investment choice plus $59.54. The year no that's a lie that's the next one Fifty-eight, forty-seven, fifty-four for the year your principal now these stocks broken down what have they done in the last 10 years again divided by 10 that brings us to 7.94 percent growth every year is like this we're taking a snapshot with averages never forget so this time we're using a 7.94 percent growth just the growth for the month that these guys have seen on average over the past 10 years. Could the next 10 years be different? Naturally, in all environments, and they probably will be. But with these examples, we're using historic numbers because I have yet to complete the build of my crystal ball. So your $100,000 turns into principal amount of $107,940. Adding those dividend returns of 58.47 gives this investment option a total return of 13.78%, which is $113,787.54, you will be returned in theory with $100,000 in a stock market investment this year. So what do we have so far? That's going to return your money 13.78% increased. Had we have gone with the real estate option, we would be down 3.3%. The final option is the GIC, which a lot of people are talking about, what do I do with my money in this inflationary environment over the last couple years? I just don't wanna do any research. I want it to be easy and guaranteed. Always remember, if someone says guaranteed, they're either lying or it's extremely expensive. The best GIC that I could find is a tangerine GIC for one year at 5.95%. Now, that's a guaranteed 5.95% on your 100,000. So $5,950 is the cash return of this. The guarantee comes with the principal not being lost. So you put in 100, you get back 100. In addition, you get the percentage on top. So that turns this option into one hundred and five thousand nine hundred and fifty dollars which is a five point nine percent guarantee five point nine percent return the two wheels turning on this are the five point nine percent return and zero growth yet zero loss on your principal money so the hundred thousand is guaranteed to be given back inflation has eaten it away but that's behind the scenes you don't see that um but the hundred thousand is returned your capital plus the 5.95%. So as a roundup on the one year, the best performing is the stock market example at plus 13.78%. The second best is the GIC example at 5.95%. And the worst performing, which I've dedicated my entire life to is the real estate asset liability at minus 3.33%. Now, if we cut it off there, And we were only looking for a one-year return because I got bigger and better things to do in 12 months. I just don't like the environment. We've always said, and I'm sure you've heard it a million times, real estate is a long-term play, as is the stock market, and a GIC is very much a short-term guarantee that you would not want to do long-term because you simply will not be maximizing the opportunity cost of that 100,000. But if we translate this out to a 10-year window, what does that look like now? Well, things get dramatically different. Again, using past experience, which does not guarantee future performance, we've got some bull markets that we've seen, as you can imagine, in both the real estate and the stock markets. So this gets very interesting in contrast. East Van Condo growth over the last 10 years has been 122.4%, again, This building, this part of East Fam, this age, yada, 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 uh, is all subjective. But generally speaking, 122.4% growth, which you would have been a high sea floats all boats. I don't know. (laughs) Do you remember? Okay. You know what I mean? You would have been brought up with that growth to, let's say hundred percent. Let's knock 22.4 off the top. Dramatically different. Stock market, 79.4% capital growth in these, uh, in these stock prices over the last 10 years, not including dividends. There has been some stock splits in these, so it's not as straightforward. But again, remember, dividend return, one wheel, principal return, other wheel. Real estate, principal return, rental return. 10 years, you're negatively rental returning property, a different story as well. What happens with the rental market, growth of that is is a big picture. It's obviously grown quite a bit, but again, with that 20% down, it's just not gonna cut it. You're still gonna be at that negatively cash flowing position. And the GIC, best 10 year GIC is 4.25. Um, which is obviously fixed, so you've got a guaranteed 4.25%, but that 100,000, other than the background inflation eating away at the buying power of that 100,000, is going to be intact, and you're gonna be handed a $100,000 bill. Remember when they used to have $1,000 bills? Are you old enough to remember that? They were like reddish pink. Anyway, uh, at the end of it, plus you're guaranteed 4.25%, which is clearly horrendous over that timeline. In comparison. So that's again 4.2%, 4.25 a year, blah, blah, blah. So, yeah, that's the story. So, I say all this to say in the short term, there's a lot of people making a lot of decisions. And I will admit that in the short term, real estate does not look attractive at these numbers. The rates are still high, the prices are still high. This is investing, remember, not buying. When you buy, you're not looking at the return equation. You're buying a liability, but you need a roof over your head. It costs you to own it, naturally. And when you're buying for yourself, I will stand by, buy as soon as you can afford it, if you're at the bottom end. And if you're up the ladder, the same thing. If you can move up and a transition can take place, different levels of the market are always moving in conjunction up and down at all times. Sometimes there's better opportunities than others, but typically speaking over the last 20 years, other than a few very minimal blips, it has always made sense to buy ASAP at every market behind us. Short term, real estate is not the best game. There's plenty of people that made plenty of money buying pre-sales and flipping them over the last bull market that we've seen, of course. Simply gambling. Buying Tesla today and hope it goes up tomorrow or in 10 years, simply gambling. These are not investments, in my opinion. These are definitely casino games that you can play. But when you're looking at these things from an investment perspective, uh, real estate, yes. the highest performing long-term then stock market and then the gic so it kind of reverses itself in a value proposition when we expand the time and that's what we're here to do buy long-term assets and get long-term capital appreciation and potentially cash flow from these assets for Our gray haired selves. That is all. I don't have anything else to add. I think I went through it all. I didn't miss anything. One take wonder. Again. Notice the lack of takes, people. There's no cutouts. This is all just perfection. Um, Like, subscribe, comments below. If you disagree with anything I said, love to have a comment. Conversation below. If you think it's great, great. Uh, I appreciate your time and watching the videos if you think it's garbage or great, Uh, but comment below with your thoughts. I'd love to have a conversation down there on any of this, and I will see you in seven beautiful days.